2: Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online, or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club.
3: Hello and welcome to episode 180 of the VEASAN Market Insights Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Applebaum. Happy Monday, everyone. What a fantastic weekend it was, guys. Uh, Saturday, Sunday, man, uh, we are hot right now. It was, I would call, uh, one of the top weekends of the sports betting year thus far. I'm talking uh, with sports coming back and football and even baseball. Uh, Great day in the NFL yesterday, guys. We're going to do what we always do. We're going to go through every single game on the Sunday board and of course, on a Monday, see what we can take from these games. Uh, you know, not not just pat ourselves on the back, but make sure that we uh, remember situations and and spots where we diagnosed the line correctly, and how we make sure we uh, we will make sure we hit that game uh, next time we see that situation pop up. We'll also look at spots that didn't come through. We'll look at anything that we missed, anything we got wrong. But to me, on a Monday, and especially today, you know, I'm super excited. We have a doubleheader tonight. Uh, we got the Chiefs and the Bills. We got Arizona and Dallas. I'm seeing sharp moves on both games and a really good contrarian opportunity in one of them. Um, but I think on a Monday, what's really important, especially with, you know, kind of a quiet Monday just in general, is that we want to make sure that we do our homework from yesterday, see what we missed, see what we got right, use that as we move forward, because you got to remember, in sports betting, you never know everything. There's always something to learn, and, and to me, the great thing with sports betting is, um, just the daily grind and just grinding long-term and day by day. There's ups, there's downs. But when you have a great weekend like we did, guys, uh, and I was talking to a bunch of my guys, um, you know, just talking about the games we mentioned, a lot of them hit this weekend. So it's great to see a lot of our hard work coming through. Uh, but we saw dogs go eight and four against the spread yesterday, the best NFL Sunday for dogs of the year thus far, uh, five straight up wins among those eight covers. We also saw unders, you know, what's crazy is we started the year, the NFL year, with a ridiculous over bonanza. Through the first four weeks of the NFL season, overs were hitting at about 60% clip. You know, it's just public overs. That's all you had to do. Don't even do any research, anything. Don't tell me what the line did. Take the over. Boom, they were all hitting. However, 8-4 yesterday. That was The funny thing is yesterday was simultaneously the best day of the week for dogs and, um, best sorry, best day of the year, and simultaneously best day of the year for unders. So dogs and unders, that's why we had such an especially good day because we have a contrarian mindset that we take advantage of. And uh, why are dogs and unders the friend of a contrarian? Because the public loves favorites and the public loves overs. So going the other way, dogs and unders, that's that's really the bread and butter of a contrarian, data-minded, value-better. Um, so it's great to see, but uh, we have seen regression. The funny thing is, we called it, guys. We saw those overs, cash, 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 first four weeks of the season – so now we're starting to see penalties called. I think that's a big part of it as well. Uh, however, uh, last two weeks, unders now 15-9. and nine. So 60% to the over first four weeks. Last two weeks, the regression has hit. Unders are starting to come in here. Uh, it's a great thing to see, but just a fantastic uh, weekend in the NFL. I also want to hit on a little bit um, talking about rankings because we have a lot to get to today, but uh, it was a great day in college football as well on Saturday. And thank you to everyone who tuned in on the Lombardi line uh, this Saturday and Sunday. Remember, every Saturday, Sunday from 10 a.m. Eastern time until noon, that's when we do Lombardi line. It's the best part of the weekend. Uh, it's Patrick, Michael, and myself. We got Mike Palm. We got Amal Shaw. We got the whole crew, Thomas Gable. It's a great time, and we have fun, and we uh, we talk sharp plays, and uh, a lot of them we talked about hit. So couldn't get Georgia. That was my favorite play. Um, but it always worried me with that Georgia line, you know, I got them plus six and a half. I'm so happy I beat the closing line. I have a great system. Two top five teams take the dog. 60% last decade. Saban's out. Line tanks to four. But then I saw it come back the other way. Go, you know, back, back, back. Went crept up back to around five ish. Um, someone worried me, but couldn't get that one. But a great day in college. Uh, South Carolina, where my Gamecocks backers at, uh, beating Auburn straight up. Arkansas uh, getting the points against Miss uh, Wake Forest against UBA. But the thing that I wanted to mention to you guys. And, um, I know kind of the way, you know, the podcast is, is kind of, and I want to do a better job about this throughout the week. And I think we can now that we, um, we're down to, uh, you know, really just the, the world series. And by the way, the Dodgers, baby, I had so many, I was talking to you guys on Twitter, my guy, Will Hill, my whole team, my guys at the book in Indiana, we had so many futures on the Dodgers. Oh my God. Didn't that come through? I bet them pre-series minus 200. I bet them big uh, a unit when they were down three to one at plus two hundred, and I had a, I had some cheddar on the line, and the Dodgers came up absolutely huge. I actually bet them again last night, um, so thank you, thank you, thank you to the Dodgers. Uh, incredible catch by Mookie. Uh, Bellinger hits a bomb, so Dodgers are now in the World Series, which is great. And the updated World Series line, just so you guys know, the series price, the Dodgers raise obviously. Dodgers minus one ninety three favorites at BetMGM. That's a sixty six percent implied probability. Tampa Bay Rays, plus 160. So i got to dig into this matchup. i got to do some research. I, I do want to place a series bet. We'll see if we can have some uh, hedging or buyback or buy low opportunities later. Uh, but before I get on that tangent, what I was saying is, you know, baseball is just down to the World Series. In uh, and, and a week, week and a half from now, uh, baseball will be over. Uh, hockey's over. NBA is over. So what I'm getting at here is I want to devote more time throughout the week to college football. And to me, college football is a little bit tougher Uh, throughout the week to to break down these lines. Really, to me, I look at them throughout the week, but I don't put too much stock into these college lines like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you know, these early days. Like the NFL, it's much different. You know, we're laser focused on NFL really, you know, I look at them really Sunday night what the lines come out at. And then throughout the week we can, you know, limits are low and we'll see how the line develops and we can start to take a look at these games and, you know, form opinions based on data. But really with college, to me, that's the ultimate sport where, tell me what's happening the last 24 hours. You know, I like to hit a couple of games early, try to pick off good lines, but college to me, the the picture doesn't get clear until really um, kind of that, that Friday. And then, you know, I write the newsletter Friday. I kind of wake up, I prep for Lombardi line Saturday. And it's really that Saturday morning, that line movement that really, really becomes clear to me. So I guess what I'm getting at is I want to talk more college football throughout the week. Um, and maybe, maybe it's my fault because we're looking at other sports and, um, now that we have fewer sports going on, we can really devote to it. But one thing I want to talk about real quick, just because we have some time to spread our legs today, we really only have two games. We have the, the doubleheader and, and the NFL. I want to go over the NFL from yesterday. Um, but kind of what we can talk about, guys, is is rankings. So let me give you a classic example and how I think, um, and I try to talk about this on Lombardi line. It was funny, guys. I uh, the Middle of Lombardi line, okay? I have a couple segments. My first one is 10.45 a.m. on a Saturday immediately I'm ready to go I got all my homework done I got all my note cards ready to go uh, I'm locked and loaded about 1028 the power goes out my entire building my entire apartment complex building the, po- the power goes out I'm freaking out I can't connect I can't get on Skype um and, and I was just it was funny thank God Patrick was he made a joke about it. I ended up calling in on the phone the power went back for my le- second segment but the joke was that I was like on the run and we we're making sopranos references I was at the bottom of Bing calling from a pay phone. Uh, so Patrick uh, had my back there. But what I'm getting at, and I wanted to mention with, with college football, is rankings. So here is one very, very um, basic thing that we can always take. And, and you hear me say it a lot. I always say um, this team has uh, in value in terms of an unranked team versus a ranked opponent. So what does that mean? To me, rankings are the most basic thing that, that you want to kind of – um, have a contrarian mindset when you're thinking about because when the when the public is betting college football they're betting based off of basic two basic things win loss records and rankings and they're going to bet on whoever has the better win loss record and whoever has the higher ranking or whoever is ranked and the opponent is not and you can't really blame the public i mean if you see a, a team that's 4 and 0 ranked 15th against an unranked team that's 2 and 2 you're going to say okay that 4 and 0 team ranked Whatever, that's the better team, so I should take them. But you got to remember, this creates bias. And what we want to do is actually bet against this bias. And the rankings, to me, that's why I always say unranked versus rank. I love it when a line moves toward an unranked team against a ranked team. Because the public will always lean and want to bet that ranking. But we know with that line movement, it's going the other way. So a great example would be South Carolina-Auburn. You know, We were all over the Gamecocks this past weekend. Anyone else who bet them? The line was like Auburn minus three whole time they're ranked 15th South Carolina's unranked and this is a spot that I love in college football it's when the road favorite is minus three and you see the line fall to like two and a half or or two or one and a half basically you're seeing that that road short road favorite fall toward that short home dog and that that's a system that's really really cash me Arkansas Wake Forest you know these would all match here but all I'm getting out with rankings don't fall in love with rankings you guys are so smart. You know this. We do have a lot of new listeners to so the Visa Market Insights pod. Thank you. Um, I'm seeing the rating, the ratings go up and the, the viewership and listenership go up. So thank you for telling your friends. Thank you for spreading the word. But just with rankings in college football, don't bet solely based on rankings. That is a, a public move, and it's not correct, and it's going to talk you into bad plays. So get into the mindset of buying low against uh, for unranked teams versus ranked teams. Don't let the rankings blind you into getting, walking into a bad play. Um, but that's just kind of something I wanted to mention because um, I think it kind of gets lost a little bit. Um, but I think that's the kind of mindset you want because basically what you're doing is you're extracting more value. The public is leaning on this ranked team, so by going the other way, you're taking advantage of public bias. The oddsmakers are setting these lines, knowing the public will go to that ranked team um, so that unranked or lower-ranked team can provide a lot of value. That's what we saw um, this past weekend. Uh, but resetting the stage, guys, on a Monday, how was your weekend? My weekend was effing awesome, um, and I, I love it. Getting into a new week here on a re-entry Monday. Um, you know, we got re-entry Monday. I don't know what we call it, Tuesday. I, I say hump day Wednesday, thirsty Thursday, fit, fade, uh, fade the public Friday. Got to have a name for Tuesday. I don't know what Tuesday is. Um, but a great weekend, guys. Before we recap yesterday, I go over all the games uh, and see what we can take apart, uh, take from uh, the carcass here and see what bones we can find and um, things we can take moving forward or things that we missed because um, I always love, love doing that on Monday, um, i got to let you know with some housekeeping. So at VEASAN, guess what? The VEASAN Market Insights pod is just the tip of the iceberg in terms of what we offer at VEASAN. We're a full-time network, talking sports betting all day, uh, the sports betting network, not to be confused with the Ohio State or the University of Vermont. Um, by the way, Mike Palm for Mayor. You better vote for him. Uh, but <laughs> at VEASAN, we just have so many great shows. Um, we have uh, different shows across the board. Follow the Money, Numbers Game, Lombardi Line, The Edge, Betting Across America, which I'll be co-hosting tomorrow and Wednesday. My Guys in the Desert, Rush Hour with my guy Danny Burke, Primetime Action. My uh, betting education series, Everything Guide to Betting, is, is usually late night, around 10 to midnight. But all I'm getting at here, guys, is we have so much to offer at VEASAN, and I want to make sure you're getting – Everything that we offer and taking advantage of everything that we do because I'm really proud of the team we have um, and I'm really proud of the content we provide. And it's, it's just sharp girls and guys, sharp people talking sports. And we're not giving you, uh, we're not telling you to bet anything. We're giving all the information, all the content, allowing you to come up with your best decision here. So no touting, no scam decapping. That's why I love working at Visa. And that's why I, uh, I chose to work here. And I'm so lucky to work here. Um, but with that being said, guys, we do have a great promotion going on right now. It's called the Vison Football Mid-Season Special. It's $130. So it's a little bit of money here, but it's going to get you everything that we offer from now until the Super Bowl. So it's the best way to save money. It's the best discount. It will give you every single points for it weekly, um, which, by the way, the only the only detriment this, this, this weekend. I, I, I had a really good weekend. I know you guys did, too. Unfortunately, UFC, Zombie got his ass kicked. Chikagan couldn't come through for us. Um, so, the, other than that, it was a great weekend. But you'll get those UFC uh, breakdowns from Gamble and Lou. You'll get all of the um, all the write-ups and all the power ratings and all the uh, all the best bets from the from the whole team, from Matty Humans and the crew, Dave Tooley. Um, You'll also get all of our betting guides. You'll get all the replays of the programming, so you can rewatch everything. And best of all, you get those afternoon best bet emails from my guy Bill D. puts them together. Uh, all the best bet picks from the guests and the hosts, and you can. You can tail them, you can fade them, you can take them one by one, you can do whatever you want. But I love knowing uh, what sharp people are on. It helps me. Um, it makes me be more confident to play, or it makes me maybe question a play. But getting it is really the key. And, again, there's no these people are trying to win, so that, that's the best part about it. But go to vsun.com slash subscribe. That's where you can go to sign up and get our um, our football midseason special. Also, a reminder, sign up for the uh, the um uh, newsletter. I'm I'm very proud to write the newsletter. I do it every day. Uh, it was a nice four for four yesterday, talking all the games in the NFL. Um, you know, basically all the games that we uh, we mentioned, and uh, and you can get it for your inbox every single morning. So go to slash newsletter uh, and tell a friend. Let's get it, let's get it uh, trending here, and of course get on Twitter. Twitter is where the betting convo never ends. It's where you can create a gambling community. Uh, direct message people that you respect. Talk games. You can hit me up anytime at Josh underscore Insights. Follow me. Follow Veasan at Veasan Live. Uh, breaking news. Breaking injuries. It's just great with with Twitter. It's not just all about you know uh, you know posting pictures of your dinner or, or your your cute dog. It's uh it's getting breaking news and breaking information in a sport like um, or in a, an industry like sports betting where where you know timing is everything. Getting quick information and being able to follow beat reporters on the ground—that sort of thing—really, really critical. So use it as a, a tool in your toolbox. Get on Twitter at Vison at Josh underscore Insights. Uh, with that being said, let's recap a really, really good weekend, guys. Uh, let's talk how what ha- what we saw, what happened, what went down, what we can take advantage moving forward. Uh, so as we mentioned, great, great weekend, best weekend of the year. Week six Sunday for dogs eight and four uh, ATS and for uh, five straight-up wins, and also unders, 8-4, and 15-9 last two weeks. So first one, Chicago-Carolina. Boy, did we hit this one right. Uh, Chicago Bears. I love this one because uh, it was heavy betting Carolina throughout the week. It kind of leveled off, and it was just more like a slight public play to Carolina. But the line movement, guys, this opened Carolina minus three, and we saw that line fall to minus one-and-a-half. So even though slate slight majority was Carolina, Panthers fell three to one-and-a-half, told you that sharp money came in on Chicago, Great hit there with Chicago Bears. Also looking at rest first tire. That's something we got to look at moving forward. Chicago had extra rest from that Thursday game, so great hit da Bears. Uh, Detroit Jacksonville. This one was crazy, and um, you know this one was tough for me. It kind of was a sharp line freeze. You know, two thirds of bets are on Detroit. Jacksonville is only getting about a third of bets. The line open uh, Detroit minus two and a half or minus three. Got up to uh, it tipped at three and a half at some shops, but kind of stayed three, but was juiced up toward the three. This one is hard for me because when we do the the lightning round on Lombardi line, we got to have leans every game. I I ended up leaning Detroit, and I'll tell you why, guys. It it gave me pain, um, and Jacksonville was the contrarian play. Uh, However, this is a system we got to look at a ton moving forward. Road favorites off a bye. This is one of my favorite systems in the NFL. A road favorite off a bye. The key is that they're on the road, and they have that extra rest and time to game plan. It's about 63% last decade or so. So Detroit was a road favorite off a bye. And even though I, I, you know, they were kind of staying at three, a lot of the threes were minus three, uh, minus one fifteen. So liability is still in their direction. So again, if you take Jacksonville, I can't fault you whatsoever. But that's a system that I love. Sometimes the some, some like some systems that I have, I have so much trust and faith in. I've seen cash so many times that that's the only thing I'm willing to. Um, one of the only reasons I'm willing to kind of go against a, a quote-unquote contrarian play like like Jacksonville. So we took Detroit. Congrats, Atlanta, Minnesota. How about them Falcons, baby? Great hit. We talked about Atlanta. Um, this is now 2-0, and teams that fire their coach the next game. Fantastic. But, but that was a really sharp line freeze. It was Minnesota minus 3.5, two-thirds of bets on Minnesota, classic road contrarian line freeze. If this was Minnesota minus 3.5, why didn't it go to 4.5 or 5? It went to 4 at some books, came back down to 3.5. Essentially heavy betting Minnesota, but line never budged off 3.5. So keep that uh, in the back of your head moving forward, guys. Atlanta wins 40-23. to 23. Great hit there. Houston, Tennessee. Uh, I lost this one. I really liked Houston there. I actually should have won it. They kind of blew it at the end. Um, but that was a uh, kind of a carbon copy of that Atlanta game. A road team um, around minus 3.5, kind of stayed 3.5. Uh, public cash there with Tennessee, but some wacky stuff happened there. That should have been a, a Houston hit. Uh, how about the Washington football team? The football team came up huge for the sports betting team yesterday. Uh, that was a classic sharp play. Giants opened minus three and a half at home or minus three, depending on what book you're at. Uh, it was pretty much ticket split right down the middle. And yet we saw this line fall all the way three down to two. Some books even got to one and a half. The key here is the one and a half. And let me tell you another thing, guys, like that Bears game and, and you know, situations where you see that. And this is a this is a situation that I love. Remember I was talking in college football, a road favorite minus three, the line's falling toward the home team. I love when there's a home team minus three in the NFL, lines dropping toward the away team. It's kind of the inverse, but same principle applies. Um, but the key there is when a line is down at like one, I, I, I figure just go money line, but as long as you're getting one and a half, that way they lose by one you cover, that's really, really what you wanted there. Uh, obviously you got the two, it didn't matter. But Washington lost by one, so therefore you needed at least the one and a half able to cash, but that was a road division dog. Really, really sharp reverse line move to the to the football team. So uh WFT. I've seen some people call them the, the Washington football team, hashtag WFT. That's kind of cool. I like that. So WFT, baby, covering the number. Uh, I will fully admit, sometimes Michael Lombardi gets mad at me. He says, I always hear when the Sharps win. I never hear when they lose. Well, guess what? Here's a sharp play that lost, Cleveland Browns. I like the Browns a lot. Pittsburgh was a really lopsided play, getting about two-thirds of bets. Pittsburgh opened minus four and a half across the market at home. Everybody and their mother betting Pittsburgh get the line fell to three. Super sharp line move to Cleveland. I took Cleveland, and guess what? Pittsburgh rolled 38-7. to seven. So guess what? A sharp play lost. And let me tell you guys, sometimes sharp plays lose. I didn't know if you knew this, but sometimes they lose. They actually lose about 45% of the time. 40 to 45% of the time they lose. But guess what? That doesn't mean you shouldn't take them. So, so I just want to make that clear. Sometimes sharp plays loose. Um, but Baltimore-Philly, a great hit if you're able to take Philly in the points. I This one made no sense to me. I felt like an idiot because I actually like Philly plus 7.5. The line opened. It was 7.5, line freeze all week. And then really weird, public's all over Baltimore. But like Friday to Saturday, whatever that was, was late moving up to game time, uh, Baltimore shot up minus 7.5 all the way up to minus 10. I'm like, what the heck happened Carson Wentz get Corona? Like, did someone get hurt? Like, what is the deal here? I did not understand that move. I did not get that move. It made me feel like an idiot because I liked Philly 7.5. And, and then I, I I didn't take it, and I was going to wait it out. Maybe it got higher. But then I grabbed the 10, the plus 10, and I'm like, this is just inflated line value. It's really not sharp at all. It's just inflated line value. Um, and wouldn't you know it, Philly lost by two, covered the number. So great hit if you had the balls to go. Silver, silver linings playbook in the good juju on the Eagles. Uh, Cincy and Indy, this one is crazy. This is a big line move here um, toward Cincinnati, if you if you follow that movement here. It was about minus 8.5, down to 7.5. If it got down to 7, I was actually leaning toward toward the Colts because it was, it was a slight public play to Cincy, and I was worried they were becoming kind of a trendy dog. Um, I ended up not playing this game at all, but I was leaning a little bit Indy. But the line movement to Cincy, road dog, um, did cash. And remember that system we talked about, guys? Road dog, or sorry, road team with a line move in their favor, about 60, 64% this year. Continues to cash, which is great. Uh, this one, I'm happy that it won for all the Contrarians and the Sharps, but I'm a little pissed. I'm worried about my Patriots. What the heck, man? Losing 18-12 to the Broncos? Are you kidding me? Of course, they didn't practice at all. It's been weird. Um, you know, the Pats are my team, but it's just, they are they ever going to play? Like, it was, just, it was just a weird year. Uh, but that was a really sharp move to Denver. So I hope you guys took Denver. I know no one took the Patriots when they opened minus when they get when they're minus ten and fall to minus seven. That was a very very clear reverse line move. That was actually the number one contrarian play of the day. Only about a quarter of bets took Denver plus the points, and yet we saw New England fall minus ten to minus seven. So great hit uh, if you took uh, if you took Denver there. They won straight up. That was the biggest upset of the week. I uh, I'm not as as much a stubborn contrarian. When it comes to the New York Jets, let me just say this. Uh, Lombardi uh, helped me see the light a little bit here. But the Jets are so god-awful, and I said this on Lombardi line. I can only bang my head against the wall with the Jets so many times until I just learn I just it's got to end. Uh, but that was a big move here to Miami, minus 8 to minus 9.5. A, a little bit of an inflated line to the Jets, but they're so bad I just couldn't do it. Um, but if you did take Miami, uh, they won 24 nothing. So that was, that was a, a line move toward, um, toward the Dolphins. And then – Getting down to the last two games of the night. What an epic way to end the night, guys! Tampa Bay, San Fran, and the LA Dodgers. But Tampa Bay, how about Tampa Bay? Uh, I have some serious FOMO seeing Brady light it up. Uh, but one of the best hits of the day, guys. The Bucks. We were all over the Bucks. That was the ultimate buy low, sell high play uh, in a contrarian, in a uh, in a heavily bet primetime game. Everybody and their mother on Green Bay. Uh, Green Bay opens around minus one and a half, minus two. The line got all the way down to minus one or even a pick'em. Um, and I got Tampa Bay. Um, I grabbed them when, the, when they were plus one and a half. I felt really good about it. I didn't like that late toward right before a tip-off. It got it crept back up. It got actually up to minus two and a half Green Bay. Even I saw some books get to minus three. Uh, but still, that didn't change the fact that it was kind of a line freeze and just a great buy low, sell high contrarian play at Tampa. So I know quite a few of you guys cashed on Tampa, uh, and, uh, and TB12 came up huge for the team. And then my favorite play of the day, San Francisco 49ers, baby. Jimmy G, um, this is a blueprint play for us, guys. We're going to hit this one every single time. Contrarian in a heavily bet game with a sharp reverse line move. Two-thirds of bets on the Rams. Rams had a better record, one two in a row. San Fran, um, home dog, lost two in a row. They're coming off a blowout. Another system I love is uh, dogs off a blowout, 20-point loss or more. Uh, They come back and cover about 54 55% of the time. It's all about recency bias and taking advantage of a a buy-low spot. Uh, But very, very simple, guys. The Rams open minus 3.5. They're getting two-thirds of bets, yet the line fell to minus 2.5 or minus 2. So if everyone's betting the Rams, why are the odds makers dropping the line to give out public Rams bettors a better number? This is the ultimate reverse line move. Everybody, uh, popular play Rams, yet the line falls toward the unpopular 49ers. Tells you big pro money. Came in on the Niners. Uh, A bunch of us were able to grab uh, San Francisco plus 3.5 earlier in the week. Uh, Fantastic hit. They won straight up 24-16. So great hit there with the Niners. Um, But, yeah, that was uh, a great recap here, guys. Um, Taking what we can moving forward, talking line freezes, talking reverse line moves. Uh, picking off better numbers, inflated lines, all that stuff. Uh, But I don't know about you guys, but um, I hope you had a great weekend because I did. That was a great, great uh, NFL Sunday. So let's keep it going uh, as we now shift gears and talk about our Monday Night Football matchups. But before we do, we're going to take a very, very short break. Uh, When we come back from the break, we are going to talk uh, the Chiefs and the Buffalo Bills and Bills Mafia. And then we're going to talk a little uh, Arizona-Dallas. Two big games, seeing sharp moves on both sides. Uh, or on on um, on a couple spreads, and I'm looking at some totals as well. But oh, we'll get we'll get to it all after we take a very short break, and we'll be back to finish up the second half of a pod on a reentry Monday. Uh, talking Vison Market Insights podcast episode 180. Can you believe it? 180. Love it, guys. We'll be right back. Stick with us. All right, everyone, thank you for tuning in. Great day in the NFL uh, on Sunday. 8-4, and four dogs, ATS, five straight-up wins, unders, 8-4. and four. Uh, We're seeing that regression to the under come in, which is fantastic, after uh, it seems like every over hit, about 60% first four weeks. But we are blessed uh, with a doubleheader on Monday night. I tell you what, guys, I love these Monday night doubleheaders. I actually missed Thursday Night Football this past week. It was great to have Tuesday, but we do get it back here with the Giants and Philadelphia. Uh, coming up here on Thursday night, which is great. we got two big games to finish off our, our big week here. So, first one, Kansas City-Buffalo. Um, this is my write-up in the Visa newsletter, just so you know. This is what you get uh, to your inbox every single morning around uh, 6, 7 a.m. Um, to get you started for the day. But uh, both of these AFC heavyweights are looking to bounce back after suffering their first losses of the season in Week 5. The Chiefs are 4-1 straight up. They're 3-2 and ATS. Uh, Super Bowl favorite, obviously. But they just got taken uh, down at home by the Raiders, 40-32. to Remember last week we had the Raiders in the points there? I think the Raiders are like plus 13 down to plus 10. Um, but similarly, the Bills, they also are coming off a bad loss. They got crushed by the Titans. Funny, we had Titans in the points that one, 42-16. to Bills are 4-1 and straight up. They're 3-2 ATS. Um, what we're seeing with this line, guys, is um, this is interesting because Kansas City opened as a short road favorite. Uh, minus three or minus three and a half. Everyone in terms of the public is all over Kansas City, and it's pretty simple. The Chiefs are great. They're off a bad loss to the Raiders, so it means they're going to bounce back and roll today. That's the line of public thinking here. Now, early on with the Chiefs, it wasn't just public. You did have some sharp action. Immediately hit the Chiefs early in the week, minus three or minus three and a half. But those are the only sharp moves on the Chiefs. At immediately, minus three, minus three and a half. All now the line has been pushed up so much that now the line is KC minus five and a half. So we're seeing this line super huge inflated move toward Kansas City. And again, this is the importance of you know timing. My Patrick Maher, my guy, he calls it timing and temperament. But if you had bet KC early minus three, minus three and a half, the line's now at five and a half. You beat the closing number. You know, you're just gonna ride that out. But now we're talking, okay, the line is now five and a half. What do you do now? The thing that you don't do is you don't lay the points with KC. Now, KC could roll by 21 points in this game. That doesn't mean that taking a minus 5.5 after the numbers moved so much is a smart play. When you're talking and you're betting on sports, it's always about what number are you getting and has the line gotten better or worse? And or are you chasing steam? Are you buying into a bad number? Are you getting the worst of the number? I laying the minus five and a half, do not do that tonight. Again, anything could happen, KC could roll, and it may not matter. But you are now betting a five and a half when a line opened at three or three and a half. You're just getting the worst of the number after it's after all values been beaten out of the number. To me, I'm going Buffalo at this point, guys. I'm going Bills Mafia. I'm taking them plus five and a half. I what do I like about Bills Mafia? Uh, and by the way, I'm I'm actually I haven't bet it yet. I'm waiting to see because I knew I knew the line would just go up 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 to KC, um, especially if Bills looking bad and KC off that loss. But what I'm waiting to see is does this game go to six? The next move is critical to me. I'm going to be laser-focused on this game. At 5.5, if I start to see the juice on the plus 5.5 get juiced up, minus 115, minus 120, looks like it's falling to 5, then I'm going to jump on Bill's 5.5. If I see the juice on the minus 5.5 get juiced up, minus 115, minus 120, I will then wait and try to grab a 6. Basically what I'm saying is I'm trying to get a 6, but the next move is critical, and where does this line go? It's 5.5 across the board. Every, Every number is minus 110. So where does the next move come in? What I like about the Bills, number one, contrarian in a very heavily bet game. They're only getting a third of bets. Um, they're your top contrarian play of the day. It's going to be a really heavily bet. Five o'clock. Uh, you know, Monday night game. Obviously, you don't have the crowd. Um, the circle in the wagons, unfortunately. Uh, but to me, this is a uh, this is a good spot here where you're buying low, especially in a dog off a of blowout. So that was a system that cashed on San Fran last night. But Buffalo coming off that big loss to Tennessee, the next game a dog off a of blowout. Um, I told you it's about 54%. But if you also look at a dog with an inflated line off a blowout, it's about 60%. So that's what I like about Buffalo. Again, if you had bet Casey early, minus three, minus three and a half, you're just riding this one out. But if you're looking to bet it now and you haven't gotten it yet, this is a Buffalo play. This is a contrarian play in a heavily bet game, a primetime game. This is an inflated line opportunity, getting a better number because there's been overreaction toward the Chiefs, uh, and you also have a dog off a blowout. I also have a system, too. Two great teams take the home team. Um, this is one I look at a lot. It's about 60%. Basically, it's if you have a win percentage of, what, 80 or 70 or higher or something. Uh, I forgot how I created that. But I did have a match there on Buffalo as well. Uh, so I'm going Bills. I'm circling the wagons. I'm going Bills Mafia. Give me the Bills. Contrarian, inflated line, dog off a blowout, buy low, Buffalo at home. How about a Chiefs How about a Chiefs uh, three-point win? What do you say, guys? How about Bills win, win the damn game outright? I'll take that, too. Uh, look at the total if you're if you're looking about the total I did see some value on the under uh, public's betting the over um, however we are in the midst of this under regression I did see some books and look at the total here it opened I th- think I saw it get to 57 yeah some books open around 57.5, got down to 55 55 and a half now 56 but a lot of these books have fallen around 57 and a half down to 56 55 and a half so, public's on the over. The line is falling. I do have a system looking at uh, primetime unders that fall. It's about 54% historically. So, I, I would lean a little bit here to the under. Um, I did see some under smart money come in under 56 and a half. Um, you know, so keep an eye on that. The weather is is nice. There's really no wind, six miles an hour. Uh, in terms of the the head official, Ron Torbert, he's actually a good road guy, which I don't like. He's about 60% ATS to the road team. And he is about 55% to the over, so the ref is not in our favor with Torbert um, because he would lean over and he would lean KC. Uh, but again, to me, this is a buy opportunity. Buffalo Bills keep it close, uh, inflated line value. So go, 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 uh, go, circle the wagons, go Bills Mafia. Now the late game, I love Arizona Dallas. So here's my breakdown: Arizona Dallas is an 8:15 game. Remember, KC and Buffalo is at 5 p.m. Eastern. Uh, Arizona Dallas is now 8:15. Uh, by the way, remember uh, Jerry Maguire, one of my favorite movies, um, Show Me the Money, when our guy, um, man, what was his name? Ron, what the hell was his name? I forgot what his name was in the movie. But uh, remember, he was the wide receiver for the Cardinals. He played the Cowboys, and he got hurt, and uh, he ended up being okay. It was a, it was a great scene there. but that just reminded me. Um, but here's, here's the write-up from the Visa newsletter. Uh, this late Monday night showdown features a pair of NFC foes who just snapped two game losing skids. But the public perception of these teams could be more different. That's the key. Cardinals are 3-2 straight up. They're 3-2 ATS. They just crushed the Jets. But, again, who doesn't? 30-10, easily covering as a seven-point favorite. Cowboys are 2-3. They're 0-5 ATS. Cowboys have not covered a number all season. But they did just beat the Giants, 37-34. But remember, we had the Giants there, plus 7.5. So uh, uh, Cowboys did not cover, but we did. Um, But the key here is the injury to Dak Prescott. Awful injury. His ankle snapped. It was gruesome. It was gross. He's gonna be out for for a while. I would assume out for the year. Um, but now we got Andy Dalton in there. So right off the bat, without even looking at where's the public, how's the line move, any of that, automatically lean Dallas. Just in the case of when any time of a big injury and you have a backup quarterback coming in, public is automatically gonna to want to bet against that. But to me, you actually want to buy on bad news, sell on good news, that sort of thing. So I like that the Cowboys haven't covered a number this year. Because public, you know, Cowboys are a big public team, but they they're not winning for the public, so the public is going to be want to be a little bit against them. You can also take advantage of the backup Dalton in there. Uh, but what I like here is guys is just a really really sharp line move. This is a, a very clear sharp line move here to the Dallas Cowboys. So if you look at Dallas, um, Arizona opened as a three point road favorite, and we talked about them all week, guys. Uh, line coming down, coming down, coming down. Hopefully you guys maybe grab Cowboys plus three, plus two and a half, plus two, whatever it may be. This line is now at Dallas Cowboys minus one. So Dallas went from plus three to minus one. And the key here is that this isn't a 80% of public bets on Dallas. This isn't a massive public play. This is actually split right down the middle. And much of the week, this was really a public play toward Arizona. Um, so we're seeing this line move toward Dallas, even though tickets are even. In a vacuum, if you have even ticket splits, line shouldn't move at all. So the fact you're seeing this huge move to Dallas, we know that it's smart money hitting Dallas. Um, I would have loved to have jumped on Dallas earlier in the week. Um, I was able to jump on them when they were plus three. Uh, but if you're not, if you're late to the party now, what I would do um, is I would go money line. So it's now Dallas minus one money line. They're around minus so minus one fourteen and minus one twenty. The importance of shopping for the best line, laying the lowest juice possible. Look around for about a minus one fifteen. Um, that's really going to be the uh, the number that you're looking for here. Um, but either way, uh, this is a very clear sharp move to Dallas. Lines moving in their favor, despite an even ticket counter, even slightly at Arizona. So go Cowboys. Um, this total has risen. It rose 54, 53 and a half up to 55, 55 and a half. I'm not going to take the over. Um, it's kind of a, a public over, and you're getting the worst of the number. And it's almost an inflated under I'm just not touching the total I really don't see anything great with it either way um I haven't really seen any sort of money or anything but to me that's that's Dallas money line at this point if you haven't bet it earlier so goes Bill, go go build Mafia Bill's mafia lean under in that game and go Cowboys let's finish off a great week guys uh but there you have it a Monday edition of the pod is now complete thank you for tuning in everyone thank you for the support thank you for the tweets um, I do got to mention, as always, you know I'm a gorilla marketer. You know if I don't do it, no one else will. Uh, but if you had a great weekend like me, if you cashed a lot of bets, if you made some money, if you stacked some units, if you're feeling good, if since listening to the Market Insights podcast you've become a better better, you've won more games, uh, you feel like you have a better edge, you're reading line movement, uh, if the pod has helped you, and if my analysis has helped you cash some plays and you want to make it up to me, um, you want to make me happy, you want to let me know you appreciate the pod, You got an extra couple 20 bucks in your pocket, you know what you can do? You can buy my book. It's called The Everything Guide to Sports Betting. It's available on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. Um, And what it will do is it will give you all the ins and outs uh, of sports betting. Um, It will give you a breakdown of bankroll management, how lines are set, how to go contrarian, how to follow sharp action, how to shop for the best line, how to place a bet in person, tips and strategies for all the major sports. It's got everything I've learned in the industry, working in the industry the last 10 years. Um, and I'm really proud of it. And uh, yeah, it took me, a, took me a full summer writing it, never leaving my apartment when I lived in Gloucester on the north shore of Massachusetts. So um, if you want to make my day, you want to make me happy, buy my book, tell a friend, recommend it. Um, and, uh, and if you really want to make me happy, give it five stars and a good review on Amazon. Uh, but thank you all. Uh, have a great day. I will be joining the Lombardi line today. I'll be coming in for a segment with Patrick and Michael talking these Monday night games. So if anything happens, I'll give you an update here. Uh, and then we'll be back at it tomorrow with a little Tuesday. And remember, we got to have a name for Tuesday. What are we going to call it? Tuesday? Taco Tuesday? It's got to be betting-related. we got to come up with something. Uh, but stay sharp. Stay contrarian. When you walk into the bar and everyone is wearing a Jared Goff jersey or an Aaron Donald jersey, or you walk into the bar and everyone's betting the Green Bay Packers wearing Aaron Rodgers, you're just going to smile, you're going to let the public do their thing, and you're just going to hold on to that Tampa Bay ticket and that San Francisco 49ers ticket. And you're just going to smile, and you're going to have your adult beverages, and then you're going to cash your ticket at the end because that's what we do. Contrarian, sharp action, uh, bet against the public, place yourself on the side of the house, and just grind, guys. That's what we do, beat the closing number. So when you show me that ticket on the Niners or on Tampa Bay or on the Chicago Bears or on Atlanta or on uh, the Washington football team or on your inflated Eagles or on your Denver Broncos – you're going to show me that ticket or your Dodgers series price when they were down three to one, you got a plus 200. You're going to walk into the bar. You're going to walk into the book. You're going to see me at twin river in Rhode Island, or maybe you're going to see me at the brook, uh, 20 minutes North of us, uh, in, uh, across the border in New Hampshire or the new circa, by the way, uh, grand opening is the 27th of October coming up here. It'll be streamed live on Vison Uh, or maybe it'll be at the Borgata in Atlantic city with my guy, TG, or maybe this the good old South point where the visa, uh, Vison Studios is located. Wherever it may be, you're going to show me that ticket, that Niners ticket, that plus three, plus three and a half, and uh, and guess what? First beer's on me. Have a fantastic day, guys. Good luck. Hope you had a great weekend. Thank you for the support as always. Good luck tonight. Flat betting. Just stay the course. Keep grinding, guys. Good luck, and uh, we'll uh, see you tomorrow.
2: 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
0: There's plenty to celebrate in March, and
1: National ex- uh, Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy, and anytime is right to listen to iHeart Radio's iHeart Country Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Let's go places.